Exactly. Good morning, everybody. I'm saying good morning because I'm assuming you're listening in the morning because I'm fed up. My lad likes YouTube videos massively now because he's six and he'll always start everything. Like, What's up, guys? Welcome. And I, it starts to really grow with me. So I'm just assuming you're listening in the morning. Hello. Uh, Hello, Alex. How are you? Henry's here. He's Hello. no longer harvesting fields. I'm no longer harvesting fields. I have a life again. You're a doctor. You shouldn't be harvesting fields. No, I'm, I'm looking at the harvesting going on. I'm not necessarily doing all of the harvesting. See, now that doesn't sound as fun. No, no, it's very tiring. Ah, well. Um, yes, but yeah. we are back. Yes, I'm glad. Um, so, it's been a while since we did one, three weeks ago. We had Chelsea coming up. Uh, let's not beat about the bush. Uh, we got hammered, didn't we? Yeah, they battered us. They they put a good team out and they battered us. Um, there's, no, there's no two ways about it, is there? <laughs> they were very, very good. Like, and as, as, as I was saying to you uh, before we started ago. recording, my, my, my only highlight of the night was seeing Elliot Whitehouse on the Piccadilly line after the game. <laughs> and Macca. And Macca, but I didn't speak to Macca because he looked like he was going to cry. Yeah, I think we all felt like that at a point. None yeah. of you actually had to go back to an exceptionally happy father-in-law. Like I did. Uh, oh, is he a Chelsea fan? He's a massive Chelsea fan. Oh, Christ. Yeah, and so Leanne's a big old Chelsea fan as well. She's got loads of Chelsea shirts and stuff. She was slightly annoyed that she wasn't able to come. So, well, firstly, you don't support town. You always tell me you support Scunny. Secondly, um, there's only two tickets and Dad bought me it. And he's the season ticket holder, so tough. <laughs> it's, you can't turn around to my dad and say, no, you can't come. Yeah. And and thirdly, um, no, because I don't want you sat there laughing. But I'll tell you something, the Wi-Fi was good in the ground. I don't know if you used that. I, did, I couldn't, I, no, I'd had a few pints, Alex. I didn't know so it was Wi-Fi. I didn't get to have a drink. I just walked around West London for a while. Yeah, because we bumped into you on Earl's Court eventually, didn't we? I wasn't bumping into you. I was trying to find you. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, Earl's Court was like a war zone before the game. It's it was like brilliant, we came wasn't out, it? We came out of the queue at like three in the afternoon and... You, you come out of the station at the steps, and all you could hear was the countdown. Right, it was incredible. It was, yeah, it was pretty it, epic. It was, it was hard work finding a pub that would let you in, though, because they were all full. Was it that bad? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, we had to. We walked past four or five that weren't letting people in, and that was sort of mid-afternoon. So it was. It was a good night, though, and it, Earl's Court looked brilliant. And as as someone who spends most of his life in London nowadays. Um, Looking at loads of town fans walking about, it is very funny. It is very good. <laughs> Especially yeah, us lot trying to, you, we were all trying to decide on what we're doing and we stood outside Earl's Court Station and my Londonness was kicking in going, can we please move out the way? We're in the, everybody's way, please. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hurry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where are you going? There's another one in two minutes. Well, I can't because there might be Extinction Rebellion people on that train. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, that's don't, a different podcast, that, Alex. Don't do that in Canning Town, mate. Don't <laughs> Christ, you get what you were oh. given. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a shame. It wasn't. We scored a cracker, so that was always good to know. Scored a beautiful that was goal. A great goal. That, that yeah, that was a fantastic finish by Matt Green. He's he's got a little habit of scoring some great goals, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's scored a, scored a few decent goals. Macclesfield, he scored an absolute screamer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
I lost my shit when that went in. Yes, I think everyone in <laughs> behind that goal did, to be fair, Alex. Do you know what? I had a pretty good view as well. I was on the second row up on in the upper tier. Okay. So I had, yeah, a pretty nice nice view of it all. And do you know what? Stamford Bridge is quite a nice ground. Really yeah, I, quite, I was quite impressed with it, actually. Really tight, really compact. You felt like you were really on top of it, didn't you? Yeah, if they had a decent set of fans in there, you'd expect a good atmosphere. Do you know what? I've been there because I went with I've been with Lee a couple of times, and we've um, we sat in the opposite stand to us, the Matthew Harding stand. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? The racket in there they make is pretty decent, but it was an FA Cup game, so you never know whether or not it's just because it's people that aren't there every week. Yeah, and it's people, yeah, might might well be there one game a week. Um, yeah, but 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 I mean the the response to that, I was a bit worried sort of two days rest and then one of the longest trips of the season to a team that hasn't lost and, Up and until yeah last, yeah well, you what remember last year can't you yeah i was there it was a hell of a win and it was it was a real gritty win last season but yeah. i would just gone and played them off the park this year exactly yeah and if i remember rightly last time was the first time we'd won there since like 74 or something ridiculous yeah we hadn't won there very often and um we only had one centre half available, which was uh, Whitmore. Yes, and then he got he got sent off after for pretty much the start of the second half. Yeah, and yeah, we were just hanging on all game, all game, because um, the old winger scored a great volley to start, and then we finally conceded. Maka had a worldie of a game. He did, yeah. They must and be, then yeah. we went straight down the other end off the kick-off and Akeem <laughs> Rose won a penalty. It was brilliant. <laughs> i got to admit, Exeter fans must be sick of the sight of us now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, and if you're going to win one of those two games, it's that's the one you want to win. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Jolly said at the time, wasn't it? It was a really good game. We played really well, which makes the last... Do we include Sunderland? I don't really. No, I, I, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not counting the, the Mickey Mouse Cup. It makes it all the more surprising. So, I mean, we were talking about it beforehand because obviously we lost to Mansfield in a bit of a smashing grab, but yeah, up that until Max Wright, so frustrating. But up until Max Wright went off, we were the better team, and then after that, oh, we just we seemed were, devoid of ideas. We were all over him for the first sort of twenty minutes, and. Yeah. Unlucky not to score, and and even when Max Wright went off in the first half, I thought we were the better team, yeah. and we had a goal disallowed, and then Hansen was through one on one and missed, which yes. is a bit un, bit unlucky. So I mean, you're going in at half time thinking you should be at least one nil up, yeah. And uh, I think what changed the game, funnily enough, was the the sending off from their lad, hundred percent, because they were then. They, just, they had no 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 want to go forward or try and do they, anything, did they? They didn't really have a want to go forward to begin with, and yeah. and that just sort of set the mindset almost a bit like us at Palace, really. Yeah, just hold on, see what. Um, and we just completely lost our shape. I thought I thought the game plan sort of went <laughs> out the window. Hello, Hurst. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's 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 true though. I no, mean, no, we I were agree. just the, the midfield sort of just disappeared and we had two lines and we were just lumping it to the front line from the back line and it just kept going back and then yeah. forward and and we, we didn't actually create anything no not after at all. they after they conceded after they lost the man and i think i said um, on 70 minutes this has got one nil mansfield written all over yeah I, I remember you tweeted that and then sort of adding to the frustrating frustration and the fans were frustrated but behind the team i thought and then the ref just lost complete control of the game in that second half. He, he was just, just I, I don't know how to describe it because you you can't 
think of a single incident of that ref that you thought was terrible. Yeah. But it was just every little thing was wrong. <laughs> and it just wound everybody up. And yeah. and then just that sucker punch at the end. And then uh, bloody the ex-scunny midfielder Neil Bishop's goading in front of the lower. And then all of a sudden, what do you expect's going to happen? The fans get Kick wound off. up by it. Neil Bishop was last season, if I remember rightly, choke slammed Harry Clifton into the ground, five foot in front of the referee, if I remember rightly. Um, he was in he was in the referee's ear all game. He's Neil Bishop. He's a real nasty piece of work. He is a cunt of the highest order. Apologies yeah. for everybody with their gentle ears, but he really is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're this far into this episode, you you're <laughs> a regular, so you're probably not too worried about that, Alex. No. So. But um, yeah, it was terrible. He, he was, yeah, it he was, was awful. And think he of was... Mansfield fans. Like you spend all that money, they are they are spaffing money for a want of a phrase from somebody, left, right, and centre. And that's what the team they've created. Yeah, it was. They were awful to watch. And yeah. I mean, we weren't good enough second half by any stretch of no. imagination. But I didn't think the situation helped us. And at the end, it all just boiled over and. I, I I think the the one good takeaway was Mr. Grimsby himself, James McEwen, going over and throttling Neil Bishop <laughs> for, on behalf of the entire fan base, which was which did cheer me up a bit as I walked out. And that for, and that for that alone, Mr. McEwen, we salute you. <laughs> what a hero! <laughs> and then, um, but I wasn't particularly pissed off with that game. It was okay. Like that that crap happens, and I I it, blamed the red card. It's like. Backs against the walls, that sort of crap happens. It, it, it was just one of those afternoons, and yeah. you know, I, I think the fans sort of all knew it as well because you could see the players put a shift in. And yeah. I think under Jolly, generally, they they do every game, and yeah. so after that, all sort of settled down. You know, the players got a good reception off the pitch, which yeah. I think sort of underslayed. If we'd lost one nil, one nil at home to ten men, you probably wouldn't be getting that. No, exactly. And from I mean, from shithousery on the pitch. We go to shithousery off the pitch in exceptional in exceptional ways. We made our way down to Stevenage and their wandering hands. And um I do you know what that game pissed me off, right off. And I, I Yeah. I, I wanna cop I think the players deserved a bit of uh, grief for that. Yeah, I mean I can't comment too much on it because I was I was best man at a wedding that day, so I really didn't follow the game too much. But yeah. I, I sort of saw the updates and it just I think it just epitomised one of those afternoons where nothing goes right. But. Man, it, it wasn't even that. It was just one of those games where, and we've had them quite a bit recently, where 60 minutes have just passed and nothing's really happened. Where the ball, no one can really keep the ball. No one can really do anything with it. We have a couple of chances. Uh, they have a couple of corners that could do nothing. And, and nothing much really happens. And after And all of a sudden you're like, well, where's the rest of this game gone? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, let me pull it up because I can't remember because I might have said sixty minutes and they were already winning by then. Um, but it was just one. Of it's, those... It just sounds one, like one of those nothing conference games from the really sort of at our peak bottom. Shall I tell you? It reminded me of a game. Where was the game where Robson scored the beauty? Where he went left, right, left, right, inside, smashed it in top roof. A couple of oh, weeks ago, um... Macclesfield. Yeah, <laughs> it was exactly that game. Where that game would have petered out to nothing because we didn't really do much to win that game at all. We didn't really right. earn it or anything, I don't feel. And it took that one little spark of something to, to really kick it into gear. 
And we got that with sort of Akeem Rose. But it was just, before then, it was like, they, were, they weren't doing anything. And the second Akeem scored, then we got 10 minutes to go. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a chance here. We can do something. And then they start really showing the performance they did at Exeter. And no one ever goes out there to give less or give less than 100% and all that sort of rubbish. I, do you know what? I'll take that back because that's not true. Because we've all listened to the Linwood interview and that's definitely not no, the that's a, that That squad in that year deserves yeah. a special place. Exactly. But that also shows that that's not always the case. Players can be dickheads. And, um, and, but there was something in that game where they weren't, they just turned up and expected something to happen. And it is the equivocal sort of Grimsby Town motto. You can beat Exeter unbeaten and then you go to Stevenage and you put in that sort of performance. And it was, I think a lot of players can uh, really sort of get a little bit of a knock on the head from it. I thought Whitehouse was pretty poor. He was at fault for the first goal. Um, Cook was is usually quite industrious. Didn't seem to get really into it. I thought Robson was a bit sort of uh, anonymous within the game. Uh, Matt Green didn't really bring anything to it, and Hanson, though he rings wins the aerial battles, I just think he's being found out a bit. And maybe it's a case of now there's more focus on him, so we'll have a couple of more guys on him, and they'll keep tighter to him. So it means that his effectiveness is going to be given away, but it might mean that people like Wright and Ogbu and Akeem and stuff have more room to, to do what they want to do. But I feel he's been found out a little bit. Uh, and I think te- uh, teams have worked out if they stop Hansen, you've got a good chance of stopping us as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I think in the fourth division, you, you will get those afternoons, especially with a young team where the game plan just doesn't even exist or, you know, nothing, nothing functions properly. Yeah. I think, I think those, those afternoons do happen. I think a bit like the Chelsea dribbling, I think it's very important that we shake it off and, and go and win the next one at home. I mean, yeah. we've got two home games coming up on consecutive Saturdays and you're looking for at least four points from them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Leighton Orient, they've won three games on the bounce. They've got a new manager bounce as well. So they're going to be a tough opposition. They are, um, but but we're at home and, and um, you know, the squad's mostly fit, apart from probably Max Wright at the moment now, because they think Ludwig might come back. Yeah. And it's one of those, you've had a, you've had a full week of training, you know, it's, 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 it's time to bounce back from it. And, and it'll be interesting to see what the response is. I hope it's like what we saw after the Chelsea game. Yeah, me too. But we're going to have a couple of blasts from the past, at least. Joe Widdison is going to be there. He's their left back. He was the left back in 09-10, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I thought he was all right, but he might have been on the Yeah, he, he was, because he, he joined us on loan for a bit the yeah. season before. And I thought he did all right for us, to be fair, Joe Widdison, yeah. And then uh, also Craig Clay is in there. Oh, yeah, quite like Craig Clay. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't like Craig Clay? I think there's a couple yeah. of others as well, but I'm looking through the names and none of them ring a bell. Uh, Sweeney? No, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> no, I hope so. He's playing against the <laughs> yeah, Alex, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, we're going to have a couple. Lee Angles playing. He never played for us, but he was quite heavily linked with us last year, wasn't he? If I oh, he's right gonna, he'll, he'll score two on Saturday then. Yeah, he will do, absolutely. Yeah, so so I've got a question for you, Alex. Go we've, ahead. Over the last sort of six weeks, I'd say, we've had a heavy period of games. We've had some forced changes. We've also had a lot of rotation. 
So what for you is our best shape and what would your starting 11 be, assuming everyone's fit? Uh, Hansen in the middle. Um, it's a good question. You've got a couple of... It'll be 4-3-3 for me. I yeah, like, I'd, agree, I, I'd agree with the shape. I like it when we play this 4-3-3. I think it suits us. Yeah, and I, you've got a couple of options, and I think they're all quite effective. Um, ideally, I'd want Max Wright on the left, I think. Um, and then I would have either Matt Green or... No, I'd probably have Ogbu behind. Um, probably Matt Green on the right. And then I would probably have Ogbu behind because I think he's just more raw and he's more unpredictable. And I prefer okay. that sort of style. Uh, yeah. But Cook is an equal replacement. Uh, and then you'd probably have Hessenthaler and... Uh, Clifton? No, I don't think Clifton anymore. No, I think I think I think Harry's had a had a bad bit of luck since he's fallen out of the team because we we've actually found ourselves in a position where we've got a lot of midfield options. Yes, um, it's like which is a, it's a, yeah, it's a nice thing to have actually. Um, so yeah, I think Harry just needs to be a bit patient, but I'm sure he'll get his chance again. Yeah, so. Do you know what, man? I'm pulling up a blank. You know when you do this and you go, I have no idea. Yeah, do you want me to, do you want me to, tell, you, to tell you mine? You tell me yours and I'm going to have a quick look on Soccer Base and see. So so my front three would be the same as you. I'd still have Hanson in the middle because I think on those days where it doesn't go right, he still at least gives you an outlet. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then I would have Matt Green and Max Wright either side. Yep. I think I think Max Wright's become one of our main attacking threats now, actually, and I, I think he's becoming a very important player. Agree. Um, I would have Hessen Tyler in the holding role. I think generally he's had a very good season. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then I would have uh, I'd probably go Robson and Whitehouse in, as the middle pairing. Yeah. Um, I, I there's a question mark over creativity, so you could you could try Cook in there, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Yeah. Um, but. I think on his when he's had his good performances, I think I think Whitehouse uh, gives you quite a bit of leadership in the middle. Um, from what I've seen this season, I think on his day as well, Robson can be that sort of Embleton type to get forward and and create something. Yeah, exactly. I think he's got a um, wicked wicked foot. And then the back four's a bit a bit a bit harder to to pick. I think you'd have you'd have Hendry for sure. I think he's a very reliable performer. I think my my top two centre halves would be Ludwig and and Waterfall. Yeah, I think I'd agree. With uh, that. And I'd probably put Pollock as a as a close first choice behind them. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, fine, fair enough. I'd yeah. I'd, I'd rather have Pollock in there than uh, Harry Davis at the moment. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then the last fullback spot, I think, is a bit a bit harder for me to choose. I think at the very start of the season, I was impressed with Hewitt. Because of his ability, he, he got behind and overlapped very yeah. well going forward. Um, so if we had that version of Hewitt, you'd have him at, at right back. I'd have him, yeah, yeah. And I think it obviously offers that opportunity for for the aerial threat that we've got. Um, Gibson is still pretty decent now, and I mean that's one thing I quite like is I think the players are that you've got a number of options, and then you've got that team. You've still got Ogbu to come on. You've still got Clifton. Cook. You've still got Cook. You've still got. Um, see, I've gone quiet because I'm thinking you've still got Rose. Yeah, you've still, you still got Rose. Yeah, yeah you've still got Vernon to come on. You've still got Cardwell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, there's. I don't think there's any doubt over the last 18 months that Jolly has improved the team. 
Oh, exponentially. Like, yeah. You think we, we, we're going to Cambridge on Tuesday. Uh, think of the team that we put out, not last year, though that was still pretty dire. But the, 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 before, three, the three now. The, the, the me and you ranting at each other game. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have recorded it and released yeah. it, <laughs> um, You had Clark, you had Dixon. In fact, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Let's give people a bit of a fright. It's nearly Halloween, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's not far. Just uh, just a fun fact. I did move house over summer in Cambridge. Okay. And uh, on a sunny day, I can actually see the stage in front of my house. So, so I've you... got a nice, a nice short walk there on Tuesday night. I don't think I'm going to go. It's a bit far. It's it's a long way on a Tuesday night. I shouldn't think there'll through, be many. It is through Heathrow. But I'll be Heathrow. I'll be making all the noise. It'll be fine. Get uh, Cambridge. Here we go. Here was the team: Macca, Zach Mills, Paul Dixon. He was replaced by Kelly. Oh, Paul Dixon, fucking hell. Uh, Carly Osborne. Now, just 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 a word on Paul Dixon. <laughs> I remember saying at the time, I think he's the worst left back I've ever seen play for town, and I stand by that. I thought he was awful. He was worse Tom than he was worse than Lee Ridley, and Lee that's saying something. So he is now currently at Falkirk. Who Paul Dixon? Paul Dixon is at Falkirk. Fair enough. He he once he played three games for Scotland in 2012. Oh, blimey! And he was playing for Huddersfield in 2015. What happened when he came to us? Hey, he got Grimsby tight. Grimsby. He guess. got. He got he got slated. Yeah, he got slated. Oh my God, Christ! That's going to be two fans with two different opinions. Leighton Orient and Grimsby fans on Russell Slade. Yeah, blimey. Anyway, let's go back to this one because I've just lost it. Carly Osborne. You said. Carly Osborne. Carly Osborne. I remember him. Yeah, he 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 sort of had a bright flash at the start. And can then you just, remember his? He was just awful. He scored a really bad YouTube open goal, video? didn't he? Yeah. Can you remember his YouTube video? Yes, the highlight package. <laughs> it was just, just like did. one sliding tackle, wasn't it? <laughs> he came and played for Aldershot for a bit, but I think he's retired now. Um, he was captain of Aldershot, which tells you how they nearly got relegated last season. <laughs> um, Nathan Clark. Oh, he was dreadful. Yeah. Uh, he was the one for the third goal, I think. He was totally unmarked, headed the ball. Uh, as the ball was launched to him, just straight to a Cambridge United player who was miles on his own. So it wasn't even like it was slightly misdirected, five yards left or right. Um, Reese Hall Johnson. I see. I quite liked Reese Hall Johnson. Yeah, he was I thought right. he was he was a he was a brighter spark. He um, had a very good he had a very good few months uh, around Christmas last year under Jolly, didn't he? When he, he, he sort of played valiantly at centre half at Palace. So I got. Back. Yeah, I've got a high opinion of, well, highish opinion of Reese. So I thought he was all right. And then you've got James Barrett. Oh, yeah, Christ. S. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, was, was it Simeon Jackson? Maybe. Did we have him on loan for a bit? I guess so. I think we did. Yeah, we did. We signed Simeon Jackson that January. Let me Google him. Grimsby. We did. Yeah, we did. Jackson. We had him on loan. Because uh, my Norwich support friend texted me about it. I've just typed in Grimsby S. Jackson. It's just about loads of thugs that were attacking police officers. I'm uh, pretty sure it's that Simeon Jackson, the ex-Norwich player. You see yep. about... Uh... Five, five, five game loan spell uh, from Walsall. He yeah. scored one goal. He now plays for Dulwich Hamlet, I think. No, Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, another one. Christ, Scotland. Christ, this is Kilmarnock. why you're terrible. Kil- Kil- Kilmarnock must be shite, Jesus. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you had Luke Summerfield. Oh, bloody hell. Vernon. This is giving me nightmares thinking about it. Scott Vernon up front. Uh, no, not a Vernon. No, Vernon was. That's not true. Am I, am that's I, am that's I, Scott Vernon. No, I've got Charles Vernon here. Oh, was that his first loan spell? Maybe, but I'm thinking, wasn't this the same game where Scott Vernon gave everyone the uh, middle finger? Uh, was that not the 1-0 the next year? Maybe. We have great fun at Cambridge, don't we? Oh, many happy memories. <laughs> Cannot wait for Tuesday. And then Matt, Jay Matt up front. Uh, Jamil, yeah. Jamil, Matt. But don't worry. He's, I... done, he's, done, he's done well since yeah, he left us, to yeah. be fair, hasn't he? But we had a Jai Simi come on and Hooper on, so we were saved. Jai Simi, he's not done much since he left, has he? No, and then we had on the bench still to become on, Vernon, uh, Killip, Cardwell, and the uh, guy from Villa who never really played. Oh, yeah, I remember him, yeah. So, I mean, you can't not look at that squad and then look at what we've got now. I yeah, mean, and and there's still ups and downs in a season. There always are, but yeah. there's there's no question that Jolly's done a good job since he's been here for me. Do you think that there's still the hot and cold thing is still going? Because I think we can still trace that back to January, where we're hot for one month, cold for another. Yeah, I think I think it is to an extent, but I don't think it's as bad as it was. Uh, so we had that two game blip, yeah, and then we went and beat Exeter, and now we've had another little blip, and hopefully that will result in coming back a bit quicker than we did do. Yeah. So I, I think that inconsistency is still there, but I don't think it's as bad as it was. No. So, I mean, but it's one of these weird ones, isn't it, where we've, we've played all right, but we've still only won six games. Yeah. I, I, I mean, are we, st- are we just hanging in the top half or are we bottom half now? We're, I think we're still top half. I, I mean, the, the amount of work we do on this podcast... To give you the up-to-date information. <laughs> the amount of research that we put into this. Hang on. Let me do the Googles. Yeah, uh, tab. Have I That's opened up fine. another tab and I can't get rid of it? Uh, lead two. I've... Yeah, we're tempted. Oh, cool. That's that's fine. I mean, we're above Plymouth. So it can't be that bad. Big old boys Plymouth. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, that's fine. Scunny is still 22nd. What's the Can what's we... the moan about? We haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> we really haven't. Like, Henry, how happy are you about that? Um, I just want them to be shit enough to, get, to stay there, but right. not quite shit enough to get her sacked. What? Why? And then on the 21st of December, I want her homecoming, and I want us to beat them 5-0. I want us to fucking hammer them. And I want it to be the best day we've had in years. And I just want like, a mass ear cupping. And <laughs> for those of you that listen to us during the non-league years, will know I'm a big Hearst sympathiser. Yes. And I cannot wait for that game. <laughs> Just, I'll be cupping my ears. I'm I, gonna uh, be... If we don't get a chant of, if we're winning, if we don't get a chant of, you're fucking, we're fucking spoiled, we know what we are going, <laughs> yeah. then I will be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> Just lots of banners up going, you've lost your ship. <laughs> Doig, it's nice to have you home. <laughs> The Hurst in banner would do nicely if we're winning. I think. If someone can find the old Hurst out banner that was on the on the flyover, on the flyover, can we get it back and then throw it into the scunny end? Oh, so good! <laughs> but that is getting ahead of ourselves because on the flip side of that, if that does happen and then we lose that game, then I'm going to be 
despairing. It's, there's, 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 no, there's no middle ground in that game. It's either going to be a happy Christmas or a fucking... Full lockdown. Or... I'm not talking to anybody. I'm going to kick the tree over. The kids' presents are going to get burnt. <laughs> Daddy, why are you crying? Shut up! <laughs> and the, the only danger is I'm planning on going to the World Darts the day after. So if we have lost, then I'm going to be paralytic, I think. Yeah, but even if you've won, you'll also be paralytic. I just want to see the sign oh. you create. We need a t- we need a picture of it for the for the Twitter account. We've, for the for the Twitter account, I'll, I'll, I'll promise you. There's but, loads of them. Let's 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 win the game first. But I just like this idea. It's four nil, and you get that little bit of a lull, and just someone from the pontoon or the lower, probably you. First out. First out. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that'll be funny. So so the next three games then we got a Saturday. Home to How do we get rid of this town? Tuesday, it's just fucking there. Tuesday away at Cambridge. <laughs> yeah. Saturday back at home. What are your expectations? What would you consider a good result? So I was on the Orient podcast yesterday. They're well professional. They had like a producer and everything when I rang in. I like, yeah, right, mate, don't worry. Five minutes, they'll be on. It's like, what's this? I do it in my kitchen next to the uh, refrigerator and the dog bowl. Yeah, I'm sat in, my, sat in my desk at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the yeah. hell is this? And the guy comes on, he sounds like uh, like Charlie Baker or whatever his name is, the bloke on the Absolute Breakfast Show. Like, all right, mate, how are you? So, all right. <laughs> they're really chippy, really happy. And then you talk about them, like, oh, yeah, we're really terrible. It's like, you've won three on the bounce. What are you moaning about? Anyway, they're not particularly uh, confident. Dear. Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, I think we'll win. Two on. I always say two um, it's such a safe scoreline to predict. Seven one. I'd like to think we're going to keep a clean sheet. Okay. So I'm going to say 2-0, but I predict 2-0 for everything. We haven't kept a clean sheet since Macclesfield in September. No, so we're due a clean sheet. That's that's the positive I'll take. So we're due a clean sheet, so I think we'll keep a clean sheet. We've had so many storylines this season so far, though. We've had the weird referee at Salford with the random fourth official across. Oh, the fourth official, yeah. We've, we've had forgotten about that. been tonked by Chelsea, even though we went to Chelsea and we were like, oh, yeah, we're at Chelsea, this is cool, okay, we'll go now. Um, we beat Exeter we tanked Port Vale how long ago does that feel yeah beat Morecambe 2-0 on the first game beat Donny in the FA in the cup yeah uh, narrowly lost to Forest Green they weren't pretty good but they're like 24 Macclesfield on penalties yeah we never what beat a penalty them. shoot out had the game called off from epic oh, rain this is this is my first uh, pod appearance of the season it so is, yeah. uh, just shooting back to that Macclesfield penalty shootout, and just my love for James McEwen just grew even more in his post-match interview. Because yeah. uh, Tonda was asking him about uh, the shootouts, and you know it's amazing to win such a big one to go to Chelsea. And, and the first thing Macca said was, um, I, "I don't think I'll, I'll um, nothing will ever make up for that day at Wembley." He just sounded like a broken man thinking. <laughs> I was just like, that is Mr. Grimsby right there. I was like, oh, Christ, James, kid, chill out, chill out, God. <laughs> anyway, right. What a hero. What yeah, a hero. He's amazing. I think we've got the title for the podcast. Uh, I might even copy him in the tweet, get some love. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, let's talk about how amazing James McEwen is for five minutes. So we were, I mean, I remember a time in non league days because obviously he's been here for years now. Um, yeah, it's getting on for 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. Not far away now. Google, do your thing. Uh, James McEwen. I mean, 
It's a shame that not many songs rhyme with James McEwen. Um, I mean, he's got he's got the one James McEwen that that gets pulled out now and again, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, we're not very creative, let's be honest. Right. Uh, he's made <laughs> three hundred and forty-seven appearances for Grimsby, so that's not too bad. No, I I should think he'll be he'll be in one of the all time. He's already in fairly high up the all time appearance. I think he's I think. taken Pat Glover recently. Grimsby Town all time appearance. Holders. And I see, if we were professional, we'd cut out all of this. I can't be honest to edit it. it this dry, this, these dry periods where we're Googling. It's, it takes <laughs> ages. And like, I think the guy's like the rawness. The rawness. The makes rawness it feel real, it. man. Yeah, makes it's it so real. real. It's like, we don't edit shit unless it's libelous. Then we still probably don't edit it because I don't keep good records. And we hope that nobody listens, which they probably don't. Um, it just tells me the little excerpt. Um... James, uh, John McDermott holds 754. Club honours. Here we go. Club honours on the official website. Oh, it just tells me the one person. <laughs> Fine. Peter Beagrew was apparently our oldest player at 40 years old, 322 oh, days. He looked 50 when he played for us as well. He's, Fucking hell, he was shit. It's amazing how a 50-year-old can look like a twat as well. Oh, yeah, what a end. Yeah, absolute massive bell end. Longest serving current player, James McEwen, August 2011. But let's talk about amazingly how... Because there was a time when we were saying he's an amazing shot stopper, but his communication skills and his maybe command of the box wasn't incredible. Uh, He had had the opportunities to make a bit of a howler, Gateshead. Um, Can you remember Eastley when he nearly got sent off because he kept pushing over the attackers? Um, Can you remember that with two Nathan Arnold strikes that were amazing? Yeah, that was a a hell of a night. Yeah. We walked through a circus that night, didn't we? Down a random country lane. I see. I do quietly miss um, random non-league grounds like that. I think they should be random. It's like, you know, Berry's not allowed in the FA Cup this year. So if you get Berry in the FA Cup, the last person to get drawn, sorry, out of the FA Cup this year in the first round is getting a bye. Okay. So... Why yeah. don't we just pick a random team? What, just anyone that you can pick? Yeah, random team. To be fair, I'd love a trip to Eastleigh again. That was brilliant. Yeah, I, 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 I'd never had a bad away day at Eastleigh, and I went there many times. And Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the arse end of nowhere. We walked down a ma- random track, and I think we got, um, we got waylaid by talking about James McEwen, by the way. Um, but yeah, we, we went down a, past a miniature railway, I think, at one point, and then through an <laughs> airport. Um, <laughs> all to get to a tin shed and then we we met philip norton on the platform yeah right? we met philip norton on the train home that's right <laughs> um and then um ah uh, who was it yeah james McEwen. and there was a time of that but i can i say i think that part of him has been incredible obviously he's captain now he communicates all the time the amount that how pissed off he was at chelsea he was running into the middle saying like geeing everybody up and getting them going and such and his, I think his distribution's a lot better. I think he's a lot quicker. I think he commands the air a lot more. I think he collects the ball in the air a lot more than he used to. I I mean, he's he's one of the best goalkeepers in our division, I yeah, think. Yeah, amazingly. Um, and, um, yeah, his, his development as a, as a player has been incredible since he's been here. And yeah, certified Grimsby legend, I, just, I think. I just, I, I love him so much. Yeah, uh, what but, a hero. Yeah, exactly. And I just... Just please, when he leaves, or if he stays and then he retires, please just don't treat him like shit. Like, to no. the club, please don't like offer him 50 quid a week or whatever you did at, with Macca. 
I, I, I hope that he stays another eight or nine years or however long he Buffon wants to play sort for. Of age. And, um, and in that time, Alex, hopefully we may have a new stadium. <laughs> we may have a new ownership group. God, the water in, Chester, in, in Cambridge is good. I tell you what, Alex, we are optimists around here. Is it true you can get a punt on an Uber? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, you can get an Uber punt now. <laughs> and for those for those people who are from Grimsby who don't know what a punt is, it's just a fancy canoe. It's a fancy canoe where lots of Oxbridge uh, scholars and people who have daddy trust funds go around. And, and tourists. Yeah, and mostly tourists. Mostly tourists. And the one or two poor people who actually come to Cambridge because they're smart and have earned it. They have to do it on a weekend to, like, you know, still live. Oh, yeah, they, they work for Swedenworks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there you go. And he's just incredible. Anything else you want to talk about the season so far? Anything no, you're looking I mean, forward we've to? Talked, we've talked about Cambridge punting. We've talked about Paul Dixon. I think we've covered all the hot topics here. <laughs> <laughs> now time for Brexit. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck it out. Please don't. There was, I did a... Uh, some of you might not know my job... Can probably talk about it. I do a bit of defence and aerospace work and stuff, and we were doing a webinar with uh, uh, the Department of International Trade, Defence and Security Organisation, also known as DIT DSO. Um, and they were doing one thing. These, uh, uh, one of the uh, slides was what to do for export with uh, pieces of equipment that can be used for torture or capital punishment. Yeah, that and was my that, reaction. That was my reaction and- as well. And on that note, <laughs> that's like watching town. Um, <laughs> yeah, just send them Grizzly Town in the box. <laughs> just in case. Send, anyone... send, send them the 2009 2010 highlight video. And just in case anyone from Cat or anyone is listening, it's not things that will actually be used for those things. It is like drugs and such, which could be in turn used for that. So they need additional legislation and licensing and stuff. Yeah. Just uh... to chill people out. Grimsby Town, two thousand and seven to two thousand and twelve, a is, highlight. Yeah, that also that they need an export an export license for their torturing equipment. <laughs> Did we ever we have we ever talked about that? Did you ever listen to the Linwood interview? Did we talk about it? No, I, I read the transcript. I never listened to it. It what made was, me too angry. Um, let's face it. Me and you were bosom buddies that that year. I think we both used each other as emotional crutches. Yes, hundred percent. Um, um, what are your thoughts about it? I mean. I'm not surprised. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's it's not surprising that that kind of culture was present under one of the worst managers we've ever had. <laughs> That's a and long list. One of, one of the worst teams we've ever had. The worst. I'm going to say quite comfortably the worst. The worst team we've ever had. So does it surprise me that a shit centre-half and a pissed-off Irishman and the pitched up scouser go and get pissed every week. No. 5am tr- before training. And like, didn't they say they went to work hammered as well? Yeah. And I mean, it, it raises a lot of questions, not just about that management team, but there must have been other people other than that management team who would have seen it. Yeah. And it makes you, it makes you worried about those kinds of things. But, I mean, it was a long time ago. I think Linwood had a shit career, and that was the only highlight was getting pissed at work. Do you know what? That's really, wants, it. Really pissed if you, me off. If you if you if he wants to brag about it, then it just shows you how shit his career was. Really, I think. 
it was just annoying though when he was like um, talking about Neil Wood, like, oh, that physio. You mean what? The fucking Championship Division One player who scored against West Ham and such? Yeah. Who had a fucking no, better those... career than you ever had? Yeah, I mean, and it's not even close when you look at their their playing careers at all. And I think I think that's showed by the fact that Neil Woods is still part of the club, running a, a good youth system that is producing football league quality players. Yeah, it is exciting, isn't it? And and Linwood is sort of assistant manager at some amateur side. Not where is he now then? Because uh, he he, 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 he popped up on Twitter, that's why everyone had a go at him. But I yeah. can't remember where he's gone. I love it. But he's gone somewhere. He's gone somewhere anonymous, and he's having a nothing career. Trafford, and fuck him. Because look at his fucking career, like mate, you're such a scummy little player. Tramere, Wrexham, Chester, us, Fleetwood, Chester again, Salford City before they were good. Connors Key Nomads, that's not a real team. Ramsbottom United, I'm pretty sure they're from the Beano, and Trafford, like. You're such a scummy little player. Yeah, I mean, he's had his shit career and getting pissed on the job was his only highlight. And yeah. I think that just shows you how sad it is, really. Exactly. And, and yeah, it rubbed us... It, it, it fucked the club over for many years and we should... It caused a lot of anger at the time. But, you know, we're as a club, we're in a far better position than he is now. So, fuck him. Yeah, absolutely. And how good is it at the moment? We've got so many youth players coming through. Yeah, I think that is one of the How big highlights. How amazing does Matty Pollock look? Yeah, he. I. I mean, for a guy who's just turned eighteen, he is fucking massive. His first game was Exeter last year. Yeah, and and then he's he's. I mean, he's having to mark Batshuayi, Pedro, <laughs> Ross Barkley, Callum Hudson Odoi, you know, and then he goes and starts against Exeter, top of the league, and he. He goes and we get the three three one win. Yeah, so. absolutely. And say with Max Wright, Akeem Rose. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. brilliant. And I, 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 I can understand why people are frustrated, but it's League Two. Anyone can. We were we were still we were still talking about playoff hopes in March. Yeah, and, and yeah, and for me, yeah, we're not we're not consistent every week, but we've got a young team because you've got even players like Ethan Robson's a youngster, and and so you got this young team. And they're getting better, and they're working hard, and on their day they can play good football. I mean, just look at Exeter away. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, compared to some of the dross we've been served up in over the last sort of ten or fifteen years, I think I think it's a very a very good thing. And you know, when we have a little blip, it's it's important to remember just to be patient a bit. I think last last season, seventy one points got you into the playoffs. And we're on 18 at the moment. Not bad. It's still doable. No, I mean the 10th. Yeah. You know, it's 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 perfectly doable. But and even the, if we yeah. even if we don't do it, I still think it's a massive step forward from where we were last season. Absolutely. And the team who finished 10th last year, Stevenage, they got 70 points, one point off off uh, promotion, nine points off uh, automatic, and second. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all to play for. And, you know, I think we've got three winnable games coming up and it's important that we that we get some points from it. Definitely. Thank you for being so positive. It's very kind to have you here. It's, it's quite, it makes quite a nice change to be positive on a podcast, Alex, after the last couple of seasons. We're really running out of material, though, when it's positive. I'll be oh, positive. yeah, I know. We, we need to rant, don't we? Exactly. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I, th- I assume we're done. 
Yeah, I'm we've been talking for ages. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I have nothing else to add. No, I'm going to drink, eat an exceptional ice cream. Apparently, it did look good. Lucky boy. I know it's not good for me. Anyway, thank you all very much for joining us. We will be back as soon as we can. The second he- now Henry isn't harvesting. He might even be here more often. Um, fingers crossed exactly Uh, uh, pleasure to see you all have a lovely day and we shall speak to you very soon goodbye